Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 264 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler, discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the Starship Captain, Arsene Lakpa. Hey, guys. I just want to say thank you guys for, you know, coming aboard my ship. Uh, you know, don't don't look under the seats. Don't look in the cabinets or anything like that. I promise you, we do not have any contraband on this ship. Okay, we're not going to jail. Trust me, you know. Oh, you know that song okay. uh, with Kanye? Guess who's going to jail tonight? Oh, I like that song. He didn't write even that though, about me. Even though uh, Kanye's canceled. That song Even though slaps. Kanye is canceled, uh, even though he was, tonight. you said you'll see him in jail tonight. I said let's send him to jail tonight. Oh, send him to jail, yeah, especially after public indecency. I know you saw that. That's crazy. You know I that's, saw that. Got that's his insanity. All out. Anyways, anyways, Anywho. you know what's crazy? All right, this is episode two sixty four, and the crazy thing about that is since we're talking about Starfield, there's two hundred sixty four stars in the Milky Way. Mmm. But y'all didn't y'all didn't know nothing about that, did you? Y'all didn't know. I bet, did you know that? I knew it. That's crazy because I made it up. You fucking liar. And we're gonna talk about lying Ooh, me? because yeah, you. We're gonna talk about lying <laughs> because that's exactly what your character has been doing in Starfield, according Whoa. to you. Yes, indeed. Uh, but we'll get to that. This is gonna be a jam packed episode, so you guys are not getting a uh, a weekly cool down tomorrow. It's all gonna be compacted into this episode because we got a lot to talk about i am fresh off of pax west four days of non-stop balls to the wall action video games playing panels visiting people talking to a lot of great stories from that but first how you doing i'm pretty good you know i did not go to pax west uh nope. you know i got responsibilities down here in the dirty south that i cannot step away from just yet mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i am hoping to make it to a pax you know Next year. That's my goal is to hopefully make it to one of the two, you know, east or west. Maybe both, you know. We'll, we'll oh, see. Man, that's crazy. There's no way I'm making it both. Yeah, but maybe kid, one of the two. That kid <laughs> needs to get, get to sleep first before you can make that it That is both. true. Once she gets to sleep, bro, I'm going. Call me Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> call me Pitbull. I'm going around <laughs> okay. the world. Um, okay. But, yeah, no, I was not able to make it to pack. So, you know, I chilled my little butt at home. Uh, and speaking of the baby, obviously, we got to do baby sleep updates. Yes, Honestly, sir. We're moving in the other direction, as in we're we're uh, worse. We're, it's getting worse oh, every. Year. No. <laughs> I, oh. I don't understand how it's possible, but there's what? It's, it's like what what are we talking about? That's what I think to myself. You know, it got to the point where we have our crib kind of situated, where uh, we took the like front panel off of it, put a little air mattress up next to it. That's where Angelique has been, you know, like kind of sleeping next to the baby. It's gotten to the point we don't even put the crib back together to try to get her to sleep by herself anymore. We're just like, that's hey, crazy. Man, that's, a, that's a waste of our time. Why would I waste wow. any precious minutes that we have? <laughs> so we're, but we're still working on it. You know, we're not giving up hope. Uh, okay. If we were to give up hope, that would be, you know, kind of weird. We, we got to do something eventually. Yeah. Uh, but we're, I think we're making some type of minute level of progress. So I will say that. So, you know, more baby updates will be coming soon. But that leads me into my soapbox. I mentioned yes, to sir. you, I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible. Um, while I was while holding the baby this past uh, week, this past weekend, um, during the nights, I had a lot of time, you know, on my phone. I'm scrolling. I decided to myself, 
let me get caught up on the Boruto manga. I'm oh, like, hmm. What? I, I gotta, okay. I gotta know what's going on with Boruto. They were just, re, you know, they're making it uh, kind of Shippuden style. We have a new time Boruto skip. part. There's a time skip. So I was okay. like, what is going on? Why are people so hype on Boruto? I thought it was mid. I thought it was trash. So yeah. I pick up Boruto. I start reading. I'm like, hmm, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty straight. Then I'm I'm just hooked. At that point, I just keep reading. I keep reading. I'm like, dang, okay, this fight kind of clean. This fight kind of clean. Then we get to the end of like you know Boruto, like part one or whatever, mm-hmm. and the shit just goes off the wall. It's just crazy. It's so hype. I'm like, oh no, there's no way. There's no way they're. they're they, I've never seen nothing like this before. So you know, oh, like okay. not not that it wasn't that crazy. But it was you like, were you were you were out to share. I was out my chair with the baby in one hand, phone in the other hand, jumping up and down saying, I can't believe they're doing this. Some It was like, imagine like a, a hype moment in Jujutsu Kaisen. I will say mm-hmm. that. Where I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way they did something like this. Okay. And they did it. And they, I believe they pulled it off. You know, we will see how it goes in this, you know, Boruto Shippuden or whatever it's called. Um, but man, I got to say, the people, the, the folks on the internet were too harsh on Boruto. So really? I, got to think, I got to thinking to myself. I was like, how could... How could Boruto be, you know, have such negative opinion? I know, obviously, it's following up on Naruto. It can't, it can't beat, he can't beat his daddy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He can't beat his mm-hmm. dad. But it ain't that bad, right? It ain't mid. Then I got to thinking to myself, hmm, what about the anime? What, what's going on with the anime? And I realized that is the problem, bro. The Uh-oh. anime completely. This is another, in my opinion, it's another berserk. Uh, uh, really? another like you know, Full Metal Alchemist, the first one. It's uh, it's that bad. Let me let me break it down for you, okay? Okay, real quick. There was a point in the manga. I was like chapter forty. It was a hype moment that I remember seeing clips of the anime on Twitter, right? So I was like, dang, let me go watch this episode real quick to see, like, you know, I just want to see the moment in action instead of the right. black and white on the page. I just want to, I want to put a put some uh, visuals to it. So I start scrolling on Crunchyroll. I'm like, okay, so this was chapter 40. Let me go about episode 80 or something. You know, I know there's a little bit of inflation. Tell me yeah. why, bro. I had to scroll all the way to episode 207 out of 293 episodes. Just oh, to get... So then I started doing my research. I'm like, this can't be. Like, what, what are we doing in episodes, you know, 1 through, you know, 200, 1 through 100? What's going on? <laughs> I look up. Episodes 1 through 42? That's not even real episodes, bro. That, that, shit, that is that's the episode they made that shit we up. Made, we got made up stuff. They the made up stuff. Introduction of the show. They, okay. They made up stuff before, like before the Boruto manga started to, like, I guess, introduce us to the character. And I'm like, okay, well, they already introduced it in the manga. We know it's Naruto's <laughs> son. We don't need that. We don't need 42 episodes. Two, three, four. I'll give you 10 episodes. You can do that. Fine. 42. Come on, bro. Don't make no damn sense. So then I, I dig even deeper. I go in and I look and I said, dang, okay, I've heard that there's some, you know, Boruto filler, but how much is filler? I pull up a chart. They tell me, oh, it's only 13%. And I'm like, 13%? Okay, that's, I guess that's not bad. Then I look at another statistic. They say anime-only episodes. That's filler, huh? bro. What are you talking about? They, Wait, they, so, they, so they have oh, it broken down like this. They, Stuff that's only in the anime. Stuff that's only in the okay. anime, but they don't consider it a filler, according to this mm. chart. You, so that's how I knew the difference it. between this... filler and anime only? In my opinion, ain't a damn thing different, bro. <laughs> the, the people on that website are stupid as hell, and that all the anime only should be tied into that 13%, which would have made it at least... How much was anime only? I forgot, but it ha- had to have been over 50%, bro. Wow. That's what I'm telling you. The shit is crazy to the point where 293 episodes... They're not even done with the Boruto manga. 
So they're not getting to ship it down anytime soon. Not anytime. I, I believe they will get it eventually because, I mean, the IP is just too big. Yeah. But, nah, bro. They, they, so they're they taking their years? damn time. They might take a couple years. They're wasting okay. time. That's all I'm going to say. I, th- what they okay. should have done was, from the jump, they started the anime too damn soon after the man created the manga. Mm-hmm. And then they had to get caught up. Now they have to make up random ass plot lines tell me why we're going back in time to go see baby jiraiya and we're fighting oh, with baby jiraiya no. and going like oh what God. that's nothing to do with the plot so all right <laughs> that's my soapbox stop making anime before the anime is ready let let's get a like 80 cha- let's get 80 chapters out i know we were only releasing monthly but so what the chapters were nice beefy chapters give us 80 chapters then you can even think about starting an anime okay that's it I'm sorry. I went a little I too. That. I went a little long, but I had to. No, it's okay. It's get my message chest, to man. the anime uh, creators out there. I don't want to see it off anymore. Because I'm about to talk for probably another nine minutes straight. Go right ahead. Breaking down Pax West. Uh, a 30 second interstitial. I am starting Shibuya Incident Art. I, it was, Let's uh, go. I saw the first episode. It was a little shaky for a second because I was like, "Dang, we about to end this episode with no action." And then we started getting crazy. We started blasting people with. <laughs> life's years of your life i was like okay here we go here we go we are, <laughs> oh, we're we doing man. the damn thing here so anyways going over to pax west like i said labor day weekend is always pax west weekend so uh gratefully it's in seattle every year i live in seattle for those that don't know and uh it's just a great time because one i don't have to pay for a hotel and two it's just all the homies coming to my turf so obviously number one homies uh, Luke Lewis, Jacob McCourt came through, hung with them a lot, did a little episode of the, uh, the play, the crossplay conversations podcast. Oh, listen yeah, to that, y'all. Go ahead and listen to it. It's not out yet. I don't know when we're actually posting oh. it, but, uh, it was great. We had a lot of people on like a bunch of little guests that came on and talked about their favorite games. All that is great. First and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to Jacob McCourt. The only one of the three of us that actually had panels. He actually had two panels, all right? Uh, he had the greatest Game Boy Advance games panel, or why is the Game Boy Advance one of the greatest uh, consoles of all time? I forgot the proper name of the panel, but it was all about the Game Boy Advance. Basically gave us a little history tour, and then uh, he worked with the panelists and the audience to construct the top 10 Game Boy Advance games of all time. It was a fantastic time. It was funny as hell. Like there was moments where like, I mean, my, I love the Game Boy Advance. I played as a kid. If I had to put, and this will be an interesting question for you too. If you had to put, let's say three games that needed to be on the Game Boy Advance on your top 10 list. Can you think of three that you would put on there? Off top of my head. I can only think two. Okay. Give me two. Pokemon Emerald, I think, is a must-have. I think it's like okay. the that is the last Pokemon mainline Pokemon game for the cons like for the advance. So you yeah. know, it's got all the bells and whistles. Basically, sure. is what I'm trying to yeah. say here. Um, and Kirby, uh, was it Nightmare and Dreamland? Okay, that one uh, was a heat. Two of those, neither of those. I don't think either of those were even mentioned during the the whole panel. I saw uh, the list. Pokemon Emerald, I'm with you as a as the Game Boy Advance really being almost my intro to to Pokemon completely. Uh, Emerald was the the pinnacle of my Pokemon experience back in the day. I was like, yeah, this shit is fire. Like everything before it, everything after it. In my opinion, 
Rayquaza or however you, I don't even know yeah. the proper pronunciation. Yeah, all this whatever. Uh, he was that, that, that boy. There go that boy. Rayquaza was on one. And, you know, black and white, all that shit came after Diamond Pro. Don't matter. Emerald was that game. So that would have been on my list. But if I had to choose two, uh, Golden Sun, which mm-hmm. I think is an absolute fucking classic. Some kid jumped up and, and like, it was like, hey, go behind the mic. You get to suggest a game and you get to take a game off the list. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> I was in the front row. So I was like, I can't, I won't even make it to the line in time. But I was like, somebody will suggest Golden Sun. Of course, it'll end up on the final list. Of course, uh-huh. somebody does suggest Golden Sun. I was hyped. But they tried to take off fucking like Wario Land or something like that. And I'm like, bro. There's so you got F Zero on the list. We're trying to take off Wario F-Zero. Land. F Zero. There's an F Zero Game Boy game. That's what I'm I saying, know. bro. What are we? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You gotta be strategic. So of course, my Golden Sun got hoed. I was real no salty about that. No way. Um, and there was also this uh, Yu Gi Oh game that I remember. I played the shit out of this Yu Gi Oh game on Game Boy Advance. I forgot. I even forgot what it was called. Uh, Duelist Rose of the Duelist. I don't even fucking know. Donald Duelist. I don't know. It was fire. That's like where I really got into the intricacies of Yu-Gi-Oh. I learned the mechanics mm. of the card game. Uh, and they, they mollywopped that game. That was like one of the first games on the chopping block. That They sent that shit to the stratosphere. I was real salty about that. One more comment I will have about this panel is that there was one kid in line. This man was like so fucking random. Like this guy was like, I want to put on Advance Wars 1 and 2 on the list. And then the panel's like, no, nah, you got to pick one. Uh, you can't put both of them on there. And this kid was like, actually, he wasn't even in line. It was got some kid in the back of the line talking about, <laughs> actually, in Japan, it released as a combo edition. And they're like, oh, shit, okay, okay. <laughs> and then no. we're like, oh, okay, that kid, that random kid back there knows a lot. Eventually, this kid comes up to suggest, I don't even know what he suggests. Let's say it was like Mother 3 or something. I don't know. He He came to suggest something. And the panels were like, uh, they were, they were like, uh, actually, no, nah, we can't put that one on the list because, uh, that game actually like, uh, something, something, something. He's like, actually, no, this game was re- originally released with this, this, and this. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. And then one of the panels, uh, Celia, who is the marketing director of Yacht Club Games was like, all right, we'll add it to the list. If you can answer this one question, she's like, when did the game release? Can you tell me, uh, which one, uh, got delayed? And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, who wouldn't know this? And he was like, October 23, no, you're like, I was like, what the fuck? And then she was like, she was like, no, you're wrong. The real answer is this. He was like, actually, you're wrong. The American oh, no, one was the one that got delayed. This one, I was like, what? This man is an encyclopedia. Like anime, bro. It's it was like crazy. This man had all the information. I don't even remember what the game was, but he had all the information. Fantastic panel. Shout out to the Jacob GBA panel. I had a great time. The other one was video game trivia. You are very familiar with uh, the, the format that Jacob does. <sighs> yeah, uh, I know. This was a fire video game trivia. I think I've been to all the video game trivias he's done at the PAXs. Um, and this one was great because, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it. Is there somewhere the, to watch it online? Like, what's the. Not yet. Know? It's not out yet. Okay. Do you want me uh, to not spoil it? Not spoil it for me. I don't know when I'm going to okay. be able to get to all right, watch everybody. it. I don't know when this episode is going to be up, but this is the hook, all right? I'm not going to tell you how. But the audience, as a player, 
one video game trivia. Some shit I've never seen before. Okay. Usually the audience is getting mollywop because you, you basically, it's just a bunch of people who line up and each person in line gets a chance to answer one question. And you know how it is where you got to like say your name to buzz in and stuff. If the audience doesn't lock in, you just got to go to the back of the line. You're done. <laughs> so mm. somehow the audience was locking in for the most crazy ass questions. And I shit you not, some of these people had the most stale ass faces, bro. They'd be, no. they would lock in and they'd be like, Johnny Marcus version three or something. I'm like, what the fuck? I've never heard of this game. How did this guy know this? And it was like 10 of those motherfuckers. And they, uh, they ultimately, need, they put us in place to ultimately win overall in a stunning fashion. Shout out to uh, the audience and shout out to Jacob for video game trivia panel. Um, moving right along, I'm going to do a rapid fire. All right. Okay. Talk about uh, Nintendo live. Cause that was a whole special experience. And then uh, I'm going to do a rapid fire of all the games. That I think you guys should go check out. Ultimately, I'm going to do some write-ups on camppause.com. I'm going to do a video X, Y, and Z, but I'm going to put some games on your radar to take a look at Nintendo live. Uh, was very interesting. I won the raffle to go check it out. Um, and first of all, it took me, I got there 15 minutes before it opened. It took me an hour to get in. I don't know. Yeah. The line was crazy. Yeah. Line was crazy. It took me an hour to get in, but once I got in, I got I got right into the Mario Wonder uh, demo. There was no line. Nice. I just walked right in. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so they paired me up with two other people who I guess were friends or something. Not gonna lie, these guys hold me. Uh, first of all, <laughs> one of these guys was running so fast, like pushing me off the screen. I'm in the back trying to catch up. Oh no! Nah. Like, they're just leaving me. I'm like, we're a team, bro. Like, can we just like? coordinate ain't nobody trying talking. to see all the levels bro ain't nobody communicating talking? nobody communicating bro so it's like dead silence we're all like you hit a buttons click you know we playing it was just like i was like oh nah what's hat where's the fun in this all right put me with like a fucking you know seven year old somebody who 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 sees the joy in life all right so we play game is clean uh i've never been a huge uh 2d mario fan um but if you are a 2D Mario fan, this seems pretty clean. Like, they got the whole badge system where the badges basically give you, like, a different perk. Like, you mm-hmm. could jump wall, jump, or you could do X, Y, and Z. Uh, there's these flowers. These, like, blue flower things that basically turn Wonderful. the whole level trippy. Um, it was fun. It was 100% fun. And uh, I think if you got, like, a partner or whatever to play co-op with, I think that'll be a good time, too. So, uh, shout out to Super Mario Wonder. Um they gave me a bunch of goodies. They gave me this little Super Mario elephant keychain for playing the game. Apparently, it's just <laughs> going for like $35 on eBay already. No. I was like, wait a second now. Do I do I need this in my possession? You have so, it up? Let me take uh, it a little. Don't, do I have it up? Yeah, yeah. Give me one second. I'll show it to okay. you. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going back to his shelf of games. He's coming back. Right. He has the... There we go chain okay that's kind of clean wait a minute i don't know i thought it would be like just like a 2d picture no that's a whole 3d little man there they also gave me this coin that says nintendo live 2023 seattle with a little mario i don't this all came for free bro the merch was kind of kind of buns i'm not gonna lie they had me mm-hmm. they, had, they were charging like 25 dollars for like an etsy print basically so mm-hmm. i don't know reggie go ahead and talk to you to your merch department but all the swag and stuff was great. 
Uh, I showed you all the pictures. Saw giant fucking Kirby walking through the halls. Almost squished me. Saw Pikachu. No. Uh, listened to the Zelda Orchestra. It was a great time. Shout out Nintendo Live. Oh. We got to talk Starfield. We're 20 minutes in. So here's a quick breakdown of what I think are some of the best games I saw. Go ahead and wishlist okay. them. Pause the podcast. As I say each one, wishlist them. And uh, get ready for my videos when I release Wait, wait, wait. Give me two seconds. My Steam is booting up right now. Well, I'm going to wishlist I mean, live, you don't got to wishlist them, bro. No, you can no, wishlist no. them afterwards. I'll send this you is part list. of the show, bro. I got to okay. frantically okay. type. I'm ready. So number one, we got Lucid. All right. This is a game that I've been seeing on Twitter for a very, very long time. Uh, and there was a little... There was a little event outside of PAX called The Mix, which it was like free admission, and there was a bunch of indie devs there. And when I saw this table, I could not believe my eyes. I was like, no fucking way. This game I've seen on Twitter for like over a year is in person. I could play it. So I went over there, talked to my boy Eric. We were chopping it up, and this game felt great. It felt like the art style was fantastic. The combat felt, or the like movement slash combat felt really responsive. And it even had little tinges of Celeste in there. I see, uh, I see. The boy Jonathan actually showed up to the mix because he didn't need a badge to go. Uh, and even he was like, yeah, if this game was going to release right now, I would I would be playing immediately. They one. And I am right there with him. Lucid will actually have a Kickstarter starting very soon, in about two weeks. And the developer is a solo developer. And he was basically like, yeah, this Kickstarter gets funded, I don't know when this game is coming. So we gotta help fund this Kickstarter, everybody. Two weeks from now, I'll probably talk about it again uh, on the podcast. I'm gonna support the Kickstarter. Hey, can we take a quick pause, real quick? Um, I'm hearing some I'm having audio technical difficulties here. We'll, we'll cut this out, but I feel like I can't hear you that well. Like your voice was like slowly fading out. So, I don't know what to do. Let me reset my headphones real quick and see if it's me or you. Hello, hello. Say something. Hello, hello. Okay, you still sound kind of crazy. Let me... Okay, I think it might be on your end. Let's play some music some uh, put a little marker here on the yeah Uh, yeah, I don't hear anything yet. Wait, hold on. Tap it again. Say something. Hello, hello. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right. What is that? I don't know what happened there. Uh, So what I will do... When did I start fading out? Was it when I started talking about the game? It was like a little bit before, like midway through, it started to like fade a little more and more and more. All right. So uh, I'll do some magic editing, but I'll start at the top, quickly talk about the game, first game, and I'll keep going. 
Alright guys, we have some slight technical difficulties, but the rapid fire game starts now. Number one game we're talking about is Lucid. Lucid is a game that I've seen on Twitter for a really, really long time. Uh, and I went to this event called The Mix, which is separate from PAX. You didn't need a PAX badge to go, but they still had a ton of indie games, a lot that were also at PAX. Um, and I saw Lucid at a table at the mix and i was like oh shit no way i've been following this guy on twitter for forever so i had to check it out uh, so i went to talk to my boy eric he's the developer he's a solo dev he does the art he does the mm. gameplay he taught himself how how to develop he originally developed in i can't remember what he said he developed in but he uh migrated the game to unity uh and it felt crispy the movement felt crispy the art style looked great um and it looked like a premium premium product and it also gave me flashes of Celeste in terms of how responsive the movement was, some of the mechanics, X, Y, and Z. Uh, but he said, like, hey, the Kickstarter is coming in two weeks. And if this game doesn't get funded, we don't know when this game is coming out. It already has a tentative 2025 release date. But if that Kickstarter doesn't get funded, who knows when it's going to come out? So Kickstarter yeah. is dropping in two weeks. I'll probably talk about it two weeks from now on the pod as well, but I'm going to support the Kickstarter. Everybody else should support the Kickstarter. Go ahead and wish this game as well. Wishlist this game as well. Uh, shout out to Lucid. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and support the boy. Cause that was probably one of my favorite games I played and it wasn't even on the pack show floor. Shout out to Lucid. Second game I'm going to talk about is a game we've talked about for quite a long time here. Uh, and that's from the creators of down under. We're talking another crabs. Down under is not the name. It's going going under. under. (laughs) The second game is called Another Crab's Treasure. It's the Crab Souls Light. I think someone referred it to it as Sheldon Ring while we were hanging out during the weekend. That's so. The game was crisp. All right, like it had all the rogue, the uh, Souls like elements. The shit was hard. Uh, I could not get past the uh, the like platforming level that they had set up. So I skipped straight to the boss. I was able to defeat, defeat the first boss. Second boss was hard as shit, but it was super clean. It was this crab who had these fucking chopsticks, and he like unsheathed the chopsticks from this little paper. Like had this whole animation. The game just it just had so much swag, and uh, I can already tell it's gonna be a good time. There was a lot of cool mechanics in there. Seems like it was well thought out. And uh, I was talking to the lead writer for the game, and it, uh, they were saying that there's this whole plot that is uh like the backdrop of the game as well. So there's, in addition to cool gameplay, there's a great story. So shout out to another crap's treasure. Beastie ball Ick. is a game that was made by the chicory de- uh, teams. And it's kind of like this Pokemon volleyball type situation. I thought it was very unique. Um, I feel like the gameplay demo we played didn't give a full, like comprehensive look at what the game can actually get to. We basically played like Matt games of like, Whoever scores the first point wins. Uh, And it was strategic. It was interesting. Um, And I highly recommend giving it a look. Keep an an eye out on it when it comes to Steam Next Fest, stuff like that. That's Beastie Ball. Pepper Grinder, game coming from Devolver. You're a little girl with a drill. That game's felt smooth as hell. Uh, It might not be the deepest game from the story standpoint, but I can tell speedrunners are going to go crazy with this one. Uh, It just felt super fluid, super fun. Super arcadey. Uh, Pepper Grinder was sick. Uh, nice. Yakuza, the man who erased his name. Uh, that game was weird as hell. Not going to lie. Um, it didn't really strike me as a game that I wanted to pick up and play. 
but I will tell a story of like, uh, I was like looking around. I was like, I looked at somebody's screen while I was waiting for the demo. I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. Like this guy's talking to this woman. And I was like, dang, that's like a pretty crisp looking cutscene. Like I need to see like where in the main story that is. Uh, so I'm playing, I'm like looking around doing all these random mini games. Then I see my boy, Jacob McCord also playing the demo next to me. I'm like, huh, dang, he's talking to that lady too. How do I get there? So I do this mini game and then I go into this, like, it's like, uh, I don't even know what it's called. Like some club or cabaret is called. And then it's like, mm-hmm. choose a woman. I'm like, huh? So I was like, uh-huh. okay, I guess it's like this little dating sim type little mini game. Okay. And then I was like, wait, is this woman <laughs> fucking real? And then I swear <laughs> to God, it was like, it was like live action. There was live, it was a live action woman in the game the talking to me. And I had to like say, you know, I had to give her flowers. I had to give her champagne. And she, it's a live action woman dating sim. I was like, oh, nah, bro. This is, I do not want to be playing this in a public forum, bro. I do not want to be playing this at all, quite <laughs> frankly. So that was, that was sussy as hell. Um, how, how dare y'all do that to me? Yakuza devs for putting that in the demo. Uh, I do not condone that. So I just wanted to say that I will not be picking that mm-hmm. game up, by the way. Biomorph. A lot of people I know were high on that. I don't know if you've heard of this one. Uh, I actually covered this one in like a video I did for the channel quite a while ago. Um, it's a Metroidvania. The whole pitch is like you defeat these aliens in the level, and then you kind of do like Ben Ten style. You absorb the aliens, and then you could use their powers to either you know, get through combat situations, to get through puzzles. A lot of people I talked to through the, during the weekend were high on that one. So check that one out. Old uh, Kirby type B. A little Kirby type beat for sure. Uh, thank goodness you're here. Uh, is another game. This was my game of the show. Uh, in addition to like another crab's treasure, it was funny as shit. Uh, you're just like this little random guy. Uh, you have two buttons. You have jump and you have slap. So you're just slapping people's asses. You're slapping just <laughs> slapping random stuff. Uh, and it's just hilarious, bro. Like they had some really really funny cutscenes. And I really hope this demo gets out at some point so that other people can play it because. It really had me cracking a smile, like during the whole demo, just because of how dumb it would look. Like it was kind of like regular show art style, or uh, uh, like that Gravity Falls type art style. Really, really funny. Okay. Uh, a lot of UK humor. I know you will enjoy this game because it was just so fucking dumb. Uh, so yeah. shout out to thank goodness you're here. Knights versus Giants was a uh, roguelite. This one was actually really, really fun. We picked this up. We played this at the mix and uh, me and Jonathan were like looking around. We found this game. The dev is like, hey, guys. Yeah, this is Knights versus Giants. I just want you all to know that, you know, we've had this game on the show floor for for two days and nobody has even beaten the boss. So we were like, oh, shit. OK, OK. We like a little challenge. Like That's kind of crazy. OK. Uh, I shit you not, literally one minute later, the guy in front of us beat the boss. <laughs> and, the, and the dude was like, no way, nobody's ever done that before. Like, I've never seen that. Oh, oh shoot. Sh- and then Jonathan beat the boss right after him. I was like, oh, nah, this go. man must have been trolling. Uh, did I beat the boss? Absolutely not. All right. I, I had a smither of health hey. on the boss left, and I got robbed. All I'll say my build was, was fucking busted. I was doing like .001 damage, all right? So I got robbed. And the last game I'll talk about before we switch into Starfield discussion is Framemakers, all right? Framemakers, I don't know if you've heard of this one. I know Framemakers. Yes, sir. Framemakers, 
Smash Brothers like uh, game has all these fucking indie Every characters. Every in indie it. character. It's the roster is insane. Everybody's here except the indie version. All right, I played Octodad. That game felt great as hell. Uh, I was a big fan of it, and I'm excited to see how that game expands over the coming months, years, etc. Uh, so I highly suggest. Uh, I think this game is in open beta it's right a, now. It's in early it's access in right now. Early access. So hey, if you're into Smash Bros, if you're into that kind of multiplayer experience. Go check this game out. It was clean. So those are my top recos. Shout out Pax West. Shout out uh, all the people that I met. Um, it was a great time. Do you have any questions? Um, Not really. I'm just looking at this uh, damn Frame Makers. I'm hoping um, it looks like it will have that same uh, customability. Customization? What's the word? Customization that uh, Rivals of Either had. I don't know if you're familiar with Rivals of either. I don't. I'm not. It's basically I know another, what it is, but I don't know what it does. It's just another Smash game, but they like mm-hmm. made it so super easy to like mod your own characters in, oh, almost like movie yes. style. So, so you, you would just see throw all these anybody. Random, yeah. You throw Ronald McDonald versus Shaggy, you know, all types yeah. of crazy little nonsense. Um, and it looks like this game also will feature something like that. So I mean, and just looking at the at the uh, little picture that we have here, I already see half the other. Like Smash clones have representation already. We got Rivals of Either. We got Slap City. Um, I don't see the Knight of Hollow Knight, which is a little surprising. He might not be in there yet. I don't he know might not be in there yet, but I mean, yeah, it, it if felt he's not, great. The yeah. game felt great. I'm sure the guy uh, who was there, we gave them another one of our Game of the Show awards, and he had like a little, you know, notepad with all the characters that people were suggesting. So uh, they're constantly looking for characters to add. So. Don't you worry your little head about that one, all right? Nice. They need to put them uh, Zagreus. Zag- Ooh, that's a good one. That would be that's pretty good. clean. They need to DM this guy. Tell him to put yeah. Zaggy in there. Um, okay. I'm probably going to put time codes in there for people who want to just skip to the to Starfield discussion. But we're here, man. This was a big <laughs> week because obviously PAX West was going on. But as PAX West was going home, going on i was also running home at 10 8 10 p.m whatever to get a little bit of time into starfield all right so i want to start off by getting just quickie quickie early impressions on the game starting with you i've talked a lot give me your early impressions on the game then we'll maybe talk about some of the specific gripes we have because uh We'll talk about kind of like how the game reviewed and whatnot. We'll talk about our specific rice and we'll talk about some of the stuff we've liked and what we're excited to to check out in the game. So quickie impressions. Uh, my quickie impression is that this game is definitely Bethesda in space. Like, you know, they I think Bethesda had this idea in mind that they wanted to set out and create a space adventure rather than, you know, having the more, you know, literally grounded, you know, I'm in this one small, well, not small map, but I'm in this one map. I'm on, you know, in Philadelphia. I'm in Skyrim, blah, blah, blah. They decided, let's open it up a little bit. Let's kind of, you know, give players a little bit more freedom while also still having that same DNA. And I do kind of appreciate, you know, that they did it that way. So that way it didn't, it didn't feel too crazy different. I will bring that up also as a gripe later on, but, uh, but yeah, I do. I definitely do like the game. Um, get some other quickie impressions of the game. Hmm. 
I'm thinking of our gripes right now. I don't know why. Ooh, my man has a lot of gripes. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have gripes. I like the game, which is so it's so crazy to say. Like I over the past what, like five days or so the game has been out mm-hmm. for early access. Um I was able to squeeze in about ten or so hours into okay. the game. Um not a lot of main, you know, mission content done, but you know, I'm running around uh having fun. And I think that's, you know, kind of the big, you know, draw of these Bethesda games where it's like, hey look, you can you know, find a random NPC that, and you're all of a sudden you're on a whole different quest. You're all of a sudden you're on a different planet. You're in a different zone, uh, just doing some random stuff, and you're you know meeting mm-hmm. random people. And I think that that is really the the pull that Bethesda mm-hmm. has, and one, they've succeeded at doing that once again. So shout out to Bethesda on that. Uh, yeah, I, I I have some thoughts about this game, uh, but I will throw it over to you for your your quickie impressions first. Cool. Uh, yeah, I agree with. Pretty much everything you said. This is Bethesda in space, and uh, I re- remember coming into the g- this game. I was just really itching for that classic Western RPG that Bethesda has done so well in the past, that other studios have done so well in the past, and I am pretty much getting that experience delivered on as I would hope. Um, I do have a lot of gripes, and I will say that this game, I I would say that this game would really be hard to give a 10 out of 10 in my book. Mm, Like just based off of not even like, not even like bugs or anything like that, but it's just like certain design choices, which I understand why they're there. They just kind of chop up the experience a little bit. And we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that in a second. Uh, That being said, I will say that this game is kind of like the first rpg in a minute and i've played quite a few this first rpg in a minute is now like the first time in a long while that i'm playing something i'm like i talked to somebody i'm like wait wait what did you just say or wait oh no wait (laughs) what are we about to do and it's just like those experiences that i'm already experiencing like just get me so hyped about what what else i'm gonna do in this game like even just simple shit of like you know, picking locks and doing that whole mechanic. It just feels good to be like, feel back at home with that, with that type of stuff and like opening up terminals and like learning different shit or like being in the middle of a quest and just having something pop off. Uh, I'm excited for all of those moments because I know I've barely scratched the surface. So going back to kind of like the overall reception of the game, uh, obviously Wednesday, the reviews dropped. It was very divisive. Like IGN GameSpot gave it a seven. Uh, whereas like, well, a lot of places gave it a nine, 10, eight. Uh, so divisive it was all around- on the good side though. Like it, it was still reviewed very well. Though. No, it was still reviewed very well. I think it ended up at like 88. Um, mm-hmm. but it was like, depending on where you, what you, what you were expecting. Like, I feel like there's mm. always that pre like launch expectation where it's like, uh, for example, Elden Ring was coming out and it had a lot of hype. And the question was like, hey, is it going to live up to like the Elden Ring fans were really hyping this up and the hype was so big that it leaked out to, you know, outside of that soul's like domain and just consumed everybody. 10 out of 10s across the board. And it was like, oh shit, it actually lived up to it. Cyberpunk, it's the opposite, right? Where you're like, hey, this is the game of the generation. They've been promising this. And then you start hearing, wait, wait, what is, huh? Like, did y'all really give it? (laughs) What's happening, right? So it's always that pre-anticipation to see, like, all the Metacritic and all the reviews drop. And this one was kind of like, 
okay uh what are we getting you see the ign7 whoa whoa what's going on here then you see the 10 oh, okay so then you had to kind of like parse through the reviews and uh that's where we get into like uh personally the reason i say that i could never see myself giving this game a 10 is like like i always say a 10 out of 10 feels like a game that i could recommend to literally anybody a game mm-hmm. that anybody could get sucked into like the fun is immediately there and you're just like constantly being sucked into like the the experience of the game and you're fully immersed um i think breath of the or tears of the kingdom just recently did that i think elden ring did that where you're walking out and you're just like you're hooked bro you're just constantly wandering and and trying to discover what's going on in this world and even like jumping into sea of stars i don't know if i'll give this game a 10 but like i'm immediately hooked man i'm like Mm -hmm. super locked into this world and i could recommend this to anybody starfield is definitely like bethesda's most rpg rpg where it's like i feel like the enthusiasts this game is an enthusiast's game. I can't put this game mm. in the hands of most casual people and have them immediately click with it, right? Like, you definitely have to sit down. You have to, like, brace yourself to take in everything that this game is giving you. It doesn't have great training wheels. It doesn't have uh, specific moments that capture you immediately and keep the player wandering and, and, and like, on a thread, so to speak. Um, it's like, hey, this is not baby's first RPG. You got to know what you're doing, and <laughs> even if you know what you're doing, sometimes the game kind of pushes against traditional RPG like play styles, and uh, and wants you to kind of play in a certain way. But we'll get into the gripes, right? Let's start mm-hmm. with your gripes, because I I do have a lot of gripes, but I think ultimately I have more. I have a lot of cool positive stories as well. Um, yeah, that may outweigh the gripes but i want to hear what your what your gripes are because we probably have a lot of the same yeah uh, well i guess this first one is probably something i think is a little bit different uh between us uh i'm not a stickler for performance when it comes to you know games really i think i have like kind of like a baseline expectation and i think that i wish that bethesda kind of spent a little bit more time with like the optimization for both uh um you know the xbox and and PCs. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I had the pleasure, you know, the opportunity to download it on both my Xbox and my PC. I uh, wanted to compare the experiences, wanted to see, okay, uh, let's say when I'm not feeling like sitting at the desk, I could just sit on the couch and pull up um, mm-hmm. Starfield. And for me, when, once I did finally have the opportunity to just uh, boot it up for a minute, that experience was not great. And it's simply because I never thought I'd be this guy. I'm, I guess I'm a stickler for FPS now. I am a stickler. The 30 FPS on the, uh, on the Series X, you know, Xboxes mm-hmm. or, you know, Microsoft's powerful console is really, really killing me. I've got this, you know, you know, smooth ass TV that's able to, you know, push <laughs> up to, what, yeah, we have the LG, the OLED, yeah. uh, that can push up to 120 frames. At least give me 60, bro. It's something, and it's something about like the way that, it visually looks now i think i've like ruined my eyesight where like if i see something oh, in 30 no. fps i'm like this kind of feels like i'm getting a little sick or something like that i know that sounds I super dramatic yeah did Go you ahead. start on pc or did you start I started on PC? on pc yeah yeah so that'll, so that'll also do it from what i i don't know why this is and I, like i've seen digital foundry comment on this thing as well if you start at a higher frame rate and you go down to a lower frame rate 
it is so much more noticeable than if you mm-hmm. just start on the lower frame rate and you stay at the lower frame rate. That's the same thing that happened to me. Ah, I can't remember what it was. It might have been uh, Horizon, like where I started like performance on, mode or I something. I started on performance, and then I was like, let me just check out 4K. And that shit was like hurting my eyes. Mm, I was like, what yeah. the hell? Um, I, obviously, I'm only playing on Series X, so I started at 4K, and uh, or I started at 30 FPS. And there are like hitches every now and again. Uh, like if I'm running in a city or something, I'll see like a frame drop or something. It doesn't hurt my eyes, but that's because I haven't been able to see anything else. If I was playing on PC and went down and I was trying to switch between the two, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And a follow-up to that, you know, once again, I've never really considered myself too much of a stickler on graphics, but I feel like things are a little, they're just slightly rougher than I would have wanted for a game that's coming out in 2023 made by, you know, one of the biggest publisher developers out there. Um, So for that, I do have to, you know, just mark just a, just a little point, a, little, a couple little points off of their, their total score in my mind. Um, other than that, uh, you know, it, it is a Bethesda game. So as, you know, we've come to expect, there is, you know, the quote unquote Bethesda jank that it comes involved. You know, we've got mm-hmm. NPCs mm-hmm. running at odd paces. We've got, uh, you know, NPCs clipping into the... You know, like, I, had, I was talking to an NPC, and there was another guy, like, clipped into into the bar counter or something like that while trying to talk to me. And I'm like, uh, okay, we got NPCs falling out of the sky while trying to talk to me. I'm, I'm in, I'm in oh, me like wow. conversation with them. He's like, hello, how's it going? And I'm like, whoa, okay. That's kind of strange. And while I do think that some may argue that is part of the charm of Bethesda games, I feel like at some point we got to stop. It, it sucks to say, but I feel like we got to stop being so lax on the Bethesda jank. Like, I think we mm-hmm. can, we, I'm not going to say we deserve a level of polish, but like, it would be nice to have a little bit more polish in terms of some of that jank, which I feel like will only come when maybe, you know, Bethesda decides to really like, you know, redo and, you know, completely renovate their engine or something like that. So I don't expect that anytime soon, really. Um, I'm trying to think other gripes so far. Uh, I think the, the menuing, I know some people have brought that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like it takes a, takes a minute to get through things. Luckily, I'm, you know, like I said, once again, I'm on PC. So I've got some mods that I've just recently installed to help make uh, menuing a little bit easier. Uh, the delays on the menus were kind of crazy. So I also had to mod delays. that out too. Well, not delays, but I just feel like she was moving just a little too or... slow. The animations oh, of the menu, just a little okay. slow. You know, these are all very, very minor nitpicks, really, okay. where I'm just like, dang, we could, you know, just be a little bit faster. We could just, why did they choose that particular, uh, why did they make that design choice, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, uh, one, I guess I'll end off on one more gripe related to quest or mission discovery. Um, at first it was kind of clean where like, I'd be walking through the city. All of a sudden I hear somebody talking or like I would overhear a conversation and then it'd be like, Oh, so-and-so like, you know, he's having trouble at his bar, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dang, okay. Interesting. And then it would leave a little note that's like, okay, you can go check in on this guy at the bar and see what's going on with him. I was like, okay, interesting. A little bit of quest discovery. I don't know if I fully remember that from, you know, previous Bethesda games I've played. I think that's new. Uh, 
that's new okay um but then it started to get to a point where it's like all right let's say i'm you know in one building and i'm like oh let me just go ahead and run to this building real quick then i'm I'm running i'm sprinting at full speed all of a sudden out of the corner of my ear i said i hear somebody say hey did you and then i keep running <laughs> and then i'm like okay sure whatever and then something will pop up in my menu and i'm like i have yeah, no context for this bro they're like go yeah. talk to bobby sue over in the <laughs> in the, Pen- the pentagon building and i'm like i don't it doesn't feel natural anymore yeah. like, i think that yeah. it, it only really it breaks the immersion when you're getting these, you know, quests that you don't feel like you really were a part of and that you really earned. Yeah. So that's one immersion breaking gripe that I have with the game. Uh, I think there might've been a couple other ones, but you know, once again, like I think like we we may mention later on the positives, they're kind of, they're kind of good. So they might outweigh at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. So, going on to my gripes let's get the negatives out of the way and the end on a positive note um i don't necessarily have too many issues with performance uh mm-hmm. like i said i'll see a frame drop here or there but other than that 30 fps isn't really bothering me like i said i'm not really switching between so um still and i played final fantasy 16 at 30 fps too uh because i could not play the performance mode because it was just too many dips um so I'm like, okay, I'm coming off a 30 FPS game. I'm in this 30 FPS game as well. Graphics are like pretty mid to me. Um, mm-hmm. I know people, some people are like, oh yeah, like if you go to a barren planet or an, not even a barren planet, like some of the like not super city planets, they're like, oh yeah, those planets look amazing. And like, I haven't seen much of that. I will say like, I did like this morning go to like a little farm. It was not Mars, but it was like some island or some planet that had just like this guy's little farm on it. And it was like, we just happened to land there at night. And I was like, oh, yeah, this looks fucking clean. I had to take a picture. Um, but yeah, New Atlantis looks literally like a Fallout. Not New Atlantis. <laughs> New Atlantis looks okay. It looks like somewhere between like a Fallout 4 map and somewhere between modern, but closer to Fallout 4 than modern. Um, mm-hmm. And same with like uh, Aquila. I'm like, this does look like a fucking Fallout. Something I was seeing Fallout 4. Um, so I thought graphics yeah. were pretty mid. Uh, my biggest complaints, though, absolutely everything uh, tied to menus are so annoying. There are way too many menus and, like, <laughs> navigating the star map and all this shit. Oh, like, my like, Now goodness. I kind of figured out how to do it efficiently, but I'm like, what? This is just too much going on. Um, the load, there's a billion loading screens. Uh, you go into a building, you're loading pretty much every building you walked into. I wish there were more buildings where you can just... There are like a few buildings, like a lot of merchants and stuff that you walk into and you can just, yeah, there's no way in the world, but I wish there were at least a few of the bigger buildings, uh, that you could just walk into. Um, a lot of them are loading and I understand why, because a lot of these buildings you walk into are like basically full on dungeons slash levels on themselves, multiple floors, like got fucking hr departments like not even joking they got hr departments in the whole whole nine yards (laughs) like four floors of stuff so they're full-on levels but when you're already loading to travel from planet to planet i just feel like you feel in the burden way more uh when you you know travel through all these buildings and stuff so that's kind of annoying um space travel i wouldn't put it as a gripe it's just like not exactly that engaging to me like i like yeah uh dog fighting like every like now that i've gotten like my ship perks where i can target the enemy ships like 
engines or lasers or whatever. I think that's pretty cool. I feel uh, fun doing the dogfights. But like when you're actually in space, you're just kind of like hovering around the planet. You may see a person or two, but it's like, I don't even want to be here. I just want to skip straight to the planet because it's just like more loading screens. Like obviously Outer Wilds did it best where you're just flying through the whole solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, and No I Man's Sky. Well, I didn't play No Man's Sky, but uh, my Outer Wilds experience is dope as shit where you're flying through the whole solar system. But I don't think that 100% could have worked in this game. Because in Outer Wilds, at least, you kind of have that effect where I think I was talking to Jonathan this weekend where I remember a SpongeBob episode where they were camping or something. And they basically like, or no, there was a definitely an episode of Rick and Morty where they land on a planet and then they're like, oh, I'm going to explore. And they walk around the whole planet in like 10 minutes or something. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of how Outer Worlds feels like where you land on the moon and you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to look around. You're like, hmm, this shit seems small as fuck. Like, what's going on here? Like the actual surface area of the planet is like, it's like a perception, like it's a perception type thing. Like we're playing mm-hmm. viewfinder or something. Obviously, Starfield has full ass planets. Like they're supposed to be realistic full planets that have a lot of area. So I understand why you can't necessarily fly from one planet to the other because that would take a long time. But I feel like they should have found some middle ground there because uh, it almost is like a waste of a area. Because, like, why do I even want to be hanging out in this little planet's airspace? Like, I like the dogfights that I randomly get into, but I just don't want to be in that, like, little screen at all, really. Um, They should have taken from No Man's Sky in that regard, where No Man's Sky kind of had, like, all right, while you're flying above, you know, you're you're flying above a planet, it's just like, you know, Starfield, you know, you've got your boost speed, it's like, you know, a step above. Then, you Mm -hmm. know, in Starfield, when you want to warp to another planet, you have to go into the menu, you got to do all this menuing to do X, Y, Z, where I think, if I recall correctly, there was less menuing, No Man's Sky, and then it made it seem more like you were actually, like, you know, warp driving to that planet, like, in real, like, in-game time, rather than, like, oh, let's watch a little cutscene, you warp to this section, then you you know, de-warp or whatever, and then now you're sitting in front of this new planet. And it, it just seemed a little bit more seamless in that yeah. sense. So just make it a little uh, more seamless, Bethesda. And that's kind of like the core of my gripes. Like the seamless, there's too many like segments between the, mm, the features. Yeah. Um, and like I said, in previous games, when we look at Elden Ring, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, even Skyrim, like you, when you, wherever you start on the map, usually open up into the area and you can see everything you want to go and do starfield is just not possible right when you have a game that has galaxies like multiple galaxies or solar systems that you're going to you can't see everything from one vista or whatever um in outer wilds you can't like you take off from your planet and then when you're in the atmosphere you can basically see most of the planets you can visit in the game just by like standing still and looking straight at the sun um, so this game, like it makes it harder to figure out where the interesting moments are. And I found that to really discover those interesting moments, you don't really get rewarded from exploring that much. You primarily get rewarded from like doing the main story slash doing the faction or the bigger storylines. And as you do those, like the game will kind of show you and give you a tour of like, oh, this is the planet that has a lot of missions that you can pick from. This is the planet that you should know and, and hang out with if you want to have these types of missions, X, Y, and Z. So uh, 
yeah, that's why I say like this is not like a game you can recommend to everybody. Like I feel like the person playing has to be like interested and committed in in the space themes and has to really want to get down and dirty with the different systems it offers because a lot of the systems that it offers seem pretty cool. Like I messed around with the ship builder for a while and I wanted to get nerdy with it and I was like, yeah, I just don't have the money for this to afford mm-hmm. my fucking maxed out stores that I want to do. Um, so I'll come back to it later, but I think the systems will be cool and I still want to build outposts and mess around with research and all that stuff, but it, you definitely got to get down and dirty. The game doesn't hold your hand to interact with any of these things or visit like the most interesting places. So also Positives. local maps. I was going to say the, the <laughs> local map lack is non-existent, of, bro. Yeah. The lack of local maps, I would say, which I thought was an interesting design choice. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm uh, yeah. A human in 2002, where you walk yeah. into the town, I'm going to the town directory. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so they're looking general, like uh, general okay. store. Okay, it's in this district. Okay, I'm in this. Yeah, which I appreciate that in the main cities, that the cities are laid out like logically. Where it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to the commercial district. I know mm. in the commercial district, this, this, and this is there. But it's just so weird to think, oh shit, like I have to actually look at the end, not even the game, the map the actual video game provides. I gotta go into the city and the town map. I gotta go to the town directory and see where they're trying to take me. So, <laughs> fucking random. Uh, but, are you having fun with this game? If so, what are the fun parts of the game so far for you? What are the fun moments? What are you enjoying? What are you looking forward to digging deeper into? I think the fun parts are definitely like, you know, kind of that moment to moment gameplay. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but, you know, one moment I'm sitting there and I'm just, you know, I make it to a new planet. I'm walking next moment. uh, You know, either there's some NPC that's talking about something. I go and I, you know, listen to their problems, decide to help them out. Then there's another. I may, you know, start a little quest line with that as I'm walking. This is kind of what I was mentioning before. Like, you know, that uh, system that can be immersion breaking when it works. It feels pretty fluid and it feels nice where you're just like walking around and you're just picking up on missions. Um, I think like from the get go, there was a uh, when I first made it to New Atlantis, I was just walking around. Somebody was like, hey, uh, if you need a job, you can go to the police station. They ain't they're you know, giving out jobs or something. They need oh, help shit. over there. And I was like, yeah. oh, all right, sure. Let me see what they're doing over there. At the police station. Then the police uh, captain was like, hey, bro. We're working with the FBI and we need you to come deliver. We need you to deliver something for me. I was like, what the FBI? What what is going on? Huh? So I go to the FBI guy. I'm like, you know, doing all this stuff for them. Uh, the mission itself, you know, I I think the missions themselves aren't too, uh, interesting. If you really want to look at, you know, what you're actually doing, like a lot of times it's like, Hey, either I'm going to go kill somebody. I'm going to go pick up something. I'm going to go do X, Y, Z. It's never really like so crazy that it's blowing your mind, but it, it, I think it's the context of what the context of the mission really does add a lot um, and does provide value for a lot of these missions. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, moments to moments are super fun. Um, before you, before yeah, go you ahead. get into that, are you are you going to talk about like, any other quest stuff or are you going to jump on to some other topic? Because I do have some stuff to add to the quest. You go ahead and add some of the quests. I'll talk about about something else later yeah so i really really enjoy the quest that's probably my Mm -hmm. biggest highlight and i've only i've primarily i've done like some really smaller activities or smaller quests here and there like i'll get a distress beacon i'll go check it out x y and z but for the most part i did 
I've been doing the main quest, which is fine. Uh, I like that it's taking me to new locations that, you know, give me more options to explore. But uh, I've primarily had time to do this one uh, faction storyline, which is the UC Vanguard. And I went into it where I was like, all right, like, this seems like the most generic faction. Like, I don't even really care about this. But, like, they kind of segued me into it, uh, like, through the main story. And they were also kind of like, hey, if you do this, we'll give you a house. I was like, okay. Like, there's oh, some okay. I'll see. I'll see. Like, we'll make you a citizen, X, Y, and Z. And my backstory is I'm a, I was born here. So, I was like, okay. Um, so, I was like, okay. I guess <laughs> I'll just do a couple missions and I'll I'll feel it out, right? Uh, so I do the first mission and the first mission is, Hey, like you need to basically do the little recruitment test, but first we'll like send you through our museum. So you learn the history of our, uh, of the UC Vanguard and, 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 and everything like that. So I'm like, okay, I go through this museum. I'm hooked now. I'm fucking hooked. Cause like the museum is like literally a real museum where it's like, Hey, like there were these three major wars when like after like space got colonized, right? Okay. There was the UC collective, which is like basically the entire space uh galaxy coming together. They're making the biggest cities, they're colonizing X, Y, and Z. And then they broke off with the Freestar Collective. Uh, and the Freestar Collective was kind of like this ragtag group of people, smaller group, but then they started trying to colonize like land that technically was under the UC collective. So they broke mm. out into a war and then they're like, during the war, each side had their own little like expertise. Like the use, the, the free star collective was like wrangling aliens and they were using aliens in <laughs> battle. And like the, the UC Vanguard were like specializing in mech warfare. And then the fucking serpent, God, people came in and they started a war and like all these different treaties like came in and like, so it's very interesting. And like, you'll be in the museum and people will comment and say, Oh, interesting. So that's how they're trying to tell this story. So it's like, Oh, okay. So you're not even getting mm -hmm. the full picture of what mm -hmm, happened. You're okay. getting the UC Vanguard the UC lens version. of how they're trying okay. to tell you. So I'm like, okay, like this is a good way to like set up all the factions. So I'm like, okay, okay. This is very cool. This is very cool. Uh, and then I do the second mission and they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll send you on a little, a little mission, uh, basically a little training mission. And, uh, like every, every, uh, new recruit has to do a training mission. You'll become a part of the Vanguard and then you'll be on your way to earning citizenship. So I do a training mission. I land on this planet. They're like, yeah, it's basically going to be routine, bro. It's going to be chill. Oh and, no. You know, That's I, I land on the planet. And like, I'm not thinking nothing of it. And then I just start seeing bodies on the ground. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm like, what's going on? I think it's just going to be okay. We got spacers here. We're going to have to do a little bandit shootout or the fuck. And then you find one person. I'm not going to spoil it, but they start telling me information and everything they tell me. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, what, what are you trying to tell me right now? They're like, yeah, this, this thing has happened. I'm like, huh? You're going to have to elaborate more on that. They don't elaborate. And they, then they tell me something else. I'm like, what? No, you got to elaborate on that. And now we're like, I thought this was going to be a routine faction mission. Now we're totally off left field. And now we're just going down this deep rabbit hole of this giant conspiracy. The mission that I was on, it like turns into the stealth mission where I thought I was going to be like shooting a bunch of fucking 
whatever's but now they're like nah bro you can't even fight you can't even fight in this situation like it's just not an option so you got to go stealth i was scared for my fucking life playing this game no and then like it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper i swear to god like i'm doing a regular routine mission we're trying to do we're trying to resolve some other issue And, and like we're about to go talk to some folks and in the middle of it somebody literally talked to me and they're like yeah before we go in there, I got to tell you, man, I'm a clone. I'm like, what? What are you fucking talking about? What, <laughs> what are you telling me right thing? now? Like, how do we address this? So, like, and, like, this is just the faction storyline, and I feel like it's a main mission storyline. Stuff is popping That's off good. left and right. I'm just so deep into it now that I can't wait to see how all of this is going to resolve. And I will say, like, I think pretty much, with the exception of one, every mission inside of this UC faction storyline so far has had like some crazy unexpected twist where I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like what's happening right now? So that's fantastic. And like knowing that's like one of the first missions you encounter, I can't wait to see what the other factions bring. I can't wait to see what other like deep quests and stuff you get lost into. Um, And it's those like moment by moment things that I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Like, even going into the museum and learning the history, like in the first level you go to where you're like, you know, raiding some pirate base or whatever, like I opened up a terminal and it was like, oh yeah, this is like a, a Freestar Collective or this was like a UC Vanguard space station that they were training monsters in. They were like doing some Xenomorph training, uh, Xeno Warfare <laughs> training, but they were doing it inside like Freestar Collective territory. So that now that I have that context, I'm like, oh shit, I kind of want to go back there and see like, mm. see like what the deal was there. So I think the lore building here in this game is absolutely crazy. Uh, as long as you like go to the places that set it up for you good in the beginning, like it starts to add more to the missions that you do, right? Like, um, you start to get more gravity about about like what the missions are trying to tell you. So I'm really into the mission I'm doing right now. I'm excited to see what else that they do. So that's that's a big thing on the quest lines. So far, we're, we're looking at 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 on the quest. You got me jealous over here, bro. I thought my I'm little missions you, were, bro. you know, mine are, I have zero action whatsoever. I, that's I have crazy. To you via, uh, via Discord. I have not killed a person. I have, you know, all I do is, I, well, there, I had an opportunity in one quest to, you know, go in guns a blazing, but I talked my, I mean, you know, you had my little Talk silver tongue. Around. I was okay. like, listen here, we can resolve this. All I need is just that one thing from you. And they were like, you know what? All right. I guess I'll give you, I, you know, I explained my case and we were able to make our way through. And this all just like ties into this big, it's not even like a plot really. Well, right now in the uh situation i think it is becoming a plot basically yeah. i'm working for apple uh or an apple like <laughs> corporation they got their hands in all types of different in- industries um and they're like hey bro you're gonna be an operative and i'm like operative Ooh, okay sure op- that seems that's like you know interesting operatives those are the people they send out in the field they're like look if we need you to blackmail somebody you need to go do mm. it if you need to go you know do xyz we need you to frame somebody you need to do it and i was like okay sure interesting interesting so it it is very interesting little stuff but mm. compared to this little uc vanguard twist i don't see any twist you, so far i'm just doing i'm just kind of like you know making my way through the crowd i got my little business suit on i'm going around and you know doing xyz yeah i gotta get back in the streets bro, bro. I'm, a, I'm a street rat you gotta get in the streets, man. Like I tell you, you see, you start the UC Vanguard, and I prom- it feels like this will set you up for the rest of the game. Just like 
in terms of like getting you invested in what what everything that's happening like mm-hmm. like even i can't there's just so many plot twists i don't want to spoil anything so once you get there we'll talk about it but even like last night i was in a fight i was in a firefight and something happened in the firefight like mid action and they called back to something that people were saying earlier like way earlier in the quest like hours ago oh I was like, no oh shit this is crazy right now like the shit that's happening in the game, I, I'm i like, this is, I have not seen this in any other Bethesda RPG. Like, this is next level. Um, and it's another, it calls back to that thing where, like, I'm learning information for the first time. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I experience it, like, in a fight, and I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. So That's what they were talking about. Yeah, huh. so UC Vanguard is great. I heard Crimson Fleet is good, too. Um so we'll see. But the game is just so deep, right? We're going to probably be talking about this for weeks upon uh, weeks upon weeks oh. and just uncovering stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to keep playing the story. Uh, but do you have any other pros before we, like, wrap this up? And I'm sure we'll do some check-ins probably every couple of weeks. We'll do some Starfield check-ins. Do you have any other pros outside of the, the quest? Are there any other mechanics you're into? Uh, any surprises that you found X, Y, and Z? No surprises just yet. You know, like I said, only, you know, 10, 11 hours in. So I think that there is more to come. Uh, combat, I think, is, you know, pretty decent. You know, I was expecting it to be decent, and I think it did deliver. So I think that is a pro uh, so far. I think I have seen some concerns online with, like, you know, some enemies being a little too spongy, you know, bullet sponge. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really think that way. I did up my difficulty. I actually upped my difficulty to hard. Oh, uh, shit. I wanted to, you know, I wasn't going to play on, you know, baby boo-boo mode. I wanted to, you Damn. know, get a little bit of a challenge at least. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm struggling except for space combat. Space combat, I haven't yet Ooh. to, well, I think I blew up one ship. It was like a spacer oh, ship. And nah. I was like, yeah, that's, that's all I've ever been able to, to do. So you need to get that targeting part, bro. I'll work on I'll, I'll get targeting prayer. I'm too I'm too locked in on all the anything that I can do to help be shady and seedy, bro. I'm, I'm I got mm. pickpocket, uh I'm leveling that up. I got uh what's the other one? Lock picking. I think I'm almost yeah, I'm almost maxed out on lock picking and, and speech. Okay. And those are my those are my big three. Because I think in Ryujin, bro. They need yeah. that. That's what I need, bro. And you know, I've got a background in being a neon, working like living in neon. I was a little street rat to survive. All I had to do, I, I had to steal to survive. I had yeah. to have a slick a tongue Latin. to survive. Okay. So you know, that's my that's my character. That's what I'm rocking with. Uh, but yeah, that's an I guess another really pro. You can kind of like really like in your head like visualize your character pretty well, yeah. um, despite the the character creator. But you can you can visualize like how you want to play your character, and I think that the perks, although they are pretty standard, but those are the perks. They allow you to kind of still feel like uh, you can play however you want to play. I guess that's uh, yeah. how I'll put it. Yeah, uh, basically, last thing I was going to say was related to that. I really enjoy the perk system and how it actually feels like you're making your character stronger. I don't know why it's so hard for RPGs to do this, but it just seems like the skill trees are just. Have just have not been hitting recently in a lot of the RPGs mm-hmm. I've been playing. Uh, but now, skill tree is absolutely hitting, like, getting the boost pack, like, as soon as I put points into ballistics, I'm like, oh, I feel myself tearing people up a little <laughs> bit more. I, like, when I put my point into pistols, I feel myself 
beating people's asses. Like it feels good to be able to see like a master lock and be like, fuck, like I can't open that. But if I just like get a couple more points, when I start, when I'm able to start opening master blocks, I'm going to be going crazy still and stuff. So, uh, I really like the perk system and I think Bethesda has always done uh, pretty solid with like the skill trees and stuff like that. And I feel like this game is no different. Big facts, big facts. Oh, one, so, I guess, I don't know if it's considered a gripe, but the character creator, it's 2023, man. Come on. I mean, come That's on. That's all I'm going to say. Stay getting <laughs> hope, bro. Get more hairstyles in there. Like, what are we doing? Like, the Killmonger is not the only hairstyle, bro. The, Did they the even have Killmonger in there? I don't even know like, if they had Killmonger. They, they had the fucking Caleb from Stranger Things. Uh, and they had, like, <laughs> one other thing. I hate when they, there's, like, a black hairstyle that you think is a black hairstyle, but it's actually just a white hairstyle that kind of looks like mm. it was meant. But then you then you put it with the rest of your character, and you're like, why does this just not fully look right? It's not. It's just. It's a mess, bro. It's messed up. It's a mess. It's been too many times I've seen like you know how they basically have like you know randomly generated NPCs. Yeah, I've seen some busted ass Negro NPCs, bro. I'm like, <laughs> dang, son. I know they literally just hit random on the you know on yeah. the randomizer shuffle on the randomizer but like come on y'all got selling, my people looking bro. busted bro they're <laughs> selling walking up people like whoa <laughs> yeah bro they're out of pocket nonsense all right and with that i think it's time to wrap up we'll be playing starfield for so much longer we'll be talking about this game for so much longer and we'll be talking about a lot of games because man this year Woo! the rest of this year is absolutely packed slay the princess just got a release day for october 20th on the same day as spider-man october 20 so, and mario so, wonder <laughs> i mean we're just going cr- absolute crazy with the releases uh I'll- oh the metroidvania type thing yeah <laughs> nice.
Hello. Hello. We're back. Oh shit! I don't even know what happened to the recording. Hopefully, it's okay. It, no, it's, I'm pretty sure it's still at least on my end. Was still going through. All right. Uh, give me a second. I will read the outro. Bet. That's crazy. I said, and with that, <laughs> and the shit turned off. Uh, did you see in the Discord, massive his McDonald's order got glitched? I just pull, I'm just pulling this up right now. I'm just reading this. This is so funny, bro. Why does that shit have 12 apple pies on it? <laughs> yeah, glitched, huh? Yeah, all right, bro. <laughs> he said it must have got combined with some previous order. In what order did you have 12 apple pies on that shit? <laughs> 16, 16 piece chicken McNugget. I don't think they serve them in 16, bro. Unless you did. Yeah, Unless wait, it's man. one six piece? Oh, no, it is. It is. So it's one, two apple pies. Maybe all the rest of them have. I see. I see. One, two apple pies? Yeah, which is... Re- I think they sell them, like, in a little duo pack now. Uh, okay. I'm recording... Uh, what am I looking for? Oh, yeah. You already recording. Yeah, I'm looking for a... The script. script. Damn, he had a McDouble and McChicken and a double cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glitched. Yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> Okay. Hey guys, my computer crashed, so uh, I'm gonna redo this outro here. So, just pretend nothing went wrong, alright? And we're just wrapping up a great conversation. And with that, thank you for listening, Player Player. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Uh, and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways or you want to do anything under the sun, join the Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. Link is in the description below. Also, if you want to help keep the lights on, Kofi link is in the description below. Uh, it probably won't help keep the lights on, but at least we'll buy us a coffee. Brink, you have we have not forgotten your shout-out. Yeah. You gave us the, uh, the shout-out at the beginning. Uh, in the Discord, you acknowledge your shout-out. We're giving you another shout-out this week. The streak lives on. Uh, and Jose, you're out of shout out jail because you did donate. Nice. Uh, Wait, does Brink okay. have to keep acknowledging that he got shouted out? Should we switch it? Should we like he passed the test? I feel like so he should go back in like the rotation. Okay. And then we move on to somebody else. Well, we don't have Jose time pass. to figure this out because we'll worry about that next episode. Yeah. Brink, go ahead and acknowledge it if you want. You won't go to jail because we have yet to figure out the full rules on the shout out chain. We're working on uh, it. So shout out to you, Brink. Uh, big shout out to Aaron Miller for the entry music. As always, follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. Find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three. You can find my co-host Arsene as Pax Arsenico on Twitter or Twitch, or Arsene Lockput on Instagram. And until next time, game. That was weird. And until next time, guys. <laughs> keep gaming. Game on, folks.